Well, Gateway, good day to you. It is June the 8th, 2020. And this past Sunday, we recorded our 12th sermon in this elongated season of house-to-house gatherings, where at first, if you, if you can think back three months, at first it was a gathering in groups of uh, 10 or less in your homes. A few of our groups actually started doing this, where people gathered together. We had CDC regulations. We had hand sanitizer, the cleaning of surfaces, the social distancing. And, and yet it there was a novelty, like a fresh energy to that, but quickly that evolved into something entirely different. And the nature of how we have come together shifted. I mean, this is, this is three months we've been in this. And I don't know if you have noticed this, but we're in 2020. And now that's a silly observation in and of itself, but when you think about where we are in light of where we've come from, as a church, as a community of faith, there have been many things that have come in our world. There have been plagues and wars. There have been natural disasters over the course of millennia, and yet the church in and through all of that seems to be growing stronger. As I look around the landscape of the church, like the the capital C church, there's a resolve growing, a resolve to be the bride of Christ, the people who are washed in the water of the word, the people who embrace the reality of Jesus and embody it in the world. And what I want to do this week is I just, this is not a resource I developed. This comes out of a church in New York City, which is the hotspot of so many activities, be that uh, like the the epicenter of COVID-19 in America uh, or the civil unrest that's taking by the the deep grief. And they have a number of liturgies that they've written for this moment. I just want to share those with you because this little podcast, this time we get together is a time and a space for us to simply pause and center our hearts on Jesus. And that is such a hard thing to do. And liturgy is, is the work of the people. It's real effort and effort is not opposed to grace. And so we need God's grace, but we also participate with the spirit in that. And so this here is a collection of liturgies over this week that will help us to ultimately have hope in this moment. And yet hope, hope does not dissolve the disdain in our hearts for the pain in the world. Hope does not remove the lamentations, the cries that we make. Hope sits with us. Hope grieves with us. Hope gives us a comfort. This is a liturgy for those who've mourned or are mourning a loss. We pause and hold unashamed space for these days beset with disappointments we could not see coming and reminders of what could have been. Oh, loving maker, restore our belief that you redeem what is lost, but also 
that our grief is safe with you and that lamenting is not a waste of our precious time. Oh Christ, you do not scorn our disappointment, but rather remind us that you are a God who was enrobed in human flesh and has felt salt run down your divine face. Oh, how glorious, how wonderful to have a Savior who understands. Hope deferred makes our hearts sick, so we ask that you remind us, O oh sweetest friend, that we grieve. That what we grieve, the counseled event, the lost job, the health of a loved one or ourselves, the rioting streets, the paused relationship, the racial injustice, the end of ourselves, was never the source of our hope to begin with. You say we are blessed when we mourn, for we shall be comforted. Come near and be our deepest consolation now, Father. Tend to our grief-streaking hearts and lead us into the warmth of your relief, the tenderness of your word, the marrow deep peace of your presence, the greater intimacy we enjoy with our suffering Savior. We mourn for the loss and death of our good dreams and ask that you resurrect them if your gracious will allows. But for now, we look toward the day when every tear will be gone and we meet you, the one in whom all our hope resides. Mm -hmm.